Good morning and welcome again to The Golden Life, brought to you by Asset Management Group. Andrew Nida, Mo Pyram, and Asset Management Group here with you on WBHF Radio. I'm Kevin Carroll. Glad to have you with us. And the fellas. We're here. Getting set for little golf. Man. Yeah. And it's here. It's here. The Adair Legacy Golf Tournament. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's been a full time, full time job. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. Got Are you the organizer of that? Yes. So you put the whole thing together. Well, no, I've got I've got a lot of great support, you know. But I, I feel like my name is the name, you know, mm-hmm. which means I've just you want to make sure every detail is perfect. 128 golfers, great turnout. That's a really good turnout. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got 32 teams, 128 golfers, Stonebridge in Rome. Oh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, I had the pleasure of playing on on Wednesday just to you know kind of get get adjusted because I haven't played in like ten years, so <laughs> I'm ready. I'm he back. got adjusted for very good reason. <laughs> you know why? Can I stand and tell the story? Mo's not going to be happy. Does it involve uh, the Achilles? So we're playing. It's me, Mo, and like two other guys. Okay, that we do business <laughs> with. So I'm riding with one. Mo's riding with the other, and uh, we leave a par three. Okay, and now Mo and his buddy that are on, that they're playing a little slow. Okay, so we're constantly like, come on, come on, quit looking for your ball. Just pick pick another one, throw it on the ground. It's in the pond. Move They're on. all Walmart balls, right? You didn't buy Pro V1. So take just, a drop. Yeah, just yeah. take a drop and keep rolling. Um, so anyway, we, we go off this par three. We go up to the green, turn around, we're like, where's Mo? <laughs> well, not just Mo for a little bit, but Mo for like 10 minutes. Like, where's Mo? And then, hold on, hold on. So we said there's someone waiting behind us. So we're like, I guess we'll just complete the hole. So we go ahead and finish. We hit their balls. Mm-hmm. We're done. We go to the next tee box. Go ahead and drive off. So the reason he needed to go is because they got lost on a golf course. <laughs> they went the wrong way. You know, if the you, sidewalks are all connected. Yeah. If, there are signs. If you are a passenger – in a taxi or an Uber. Oh, I've heard oh you're blaming it, the other guy. He's blaming he's the driver. To, okay. I'm blaming the driver. I was just a passenger. But I feel Did like. the driver have but, a few too many uh, but soda no, pops? No, I mean, uh, not too many. But, you know, you know, he gave me the same analogy. But I'm like, Mo, if, if Uber, you're going to Atlanta Airport, and he jumps on the interstate going north, you might think to yourself. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Yeah. <laughs> this is the wrong, me. This is the wrong way. <laughs> around five minutes into it, I was like, oh, I think this uh, yeah. this hole is a little further than I thought it would be. He said hole 18. <laughs> we were like, oh, we left like like a par three was like hole 14. Oh. That's a good thing you're in charge of his finances <laughs> yeah, right. for him. I just think in the future. I'm just going. I'm just going to the end. You don't want someone like that in the market by themselves. No, right. They're liable to get lost. And then one more blunder, okay? We're sitting there. I can't say much because I did this to a friend of mine. I didn't even even tell Mo that. But but literally, we're going down a par five in Mo's bag. Wasn't all the way strapped in, so it flies off the back of the car. <laughs> oh, that's the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> so all in college, you'd get your buddies in front of you. You'd unstrap the uh, the bag as soon as they take oh, off. See, down I didn't, I didn't even club. know that. So I knew it wasn't my fault. I even got a picture. Picture of him. <laughs> Let me see that. Let me see Let's that. See, you put can... it on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't get it quick enough. I was yeah. hoping to get it wide. Uh, it was my fault. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's see. We could do that to that each haste. other when we were. 21 because our clubs were garbage yeah you did that uh oh <laughs> man other now, like, today is dude not good. i spent you know you can't <laughs> can't destroy you yeah. can't uh granted mine are a beginner yeah. set again i haven't yes. played in like 10 years 
Yeah. I believe you. Which is why it's tough to know which I way to go you. on a course. <laughs> anyway, that was good. Based was on fun. some things Andrew's told uh, me, I, I do believe But you. I'm ready. I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready to raise some money yeah, yeah, all that. for a Daresville high school athlete. I brought, I brought some guys with me. By the way, a uh, really cool spirit of community thing, um, having a Daresville welcome and hosting uh, Woodland for their yeah, game absolutely. against East Paulding tonight. Really cool. And uh, obviously, a Daresville is off this week, so that it makes it possible. But um, that that's not something they would have to do. No, they agreed no. to it, allowing them to do it, and, and um, just reaching out to their fellow yeah, local school cool. really cool and i think any updates uh, on the course like, i when, think when they're, they're also they're also uh getting be able to keep all the gate fees and stuff like that too you know because obviously that you know you're losing not just the opportunity to play but you know the high school's losing some funds there too so uh any so, update on the field you know it's getting closer yeah. yeah yeah it's getting close so they they hope they only lose the one game but what an unusual very uh, one of the weirdest stories i heard all summer yeah from anywhere Someone getting on the field and tearing Just up. Doing donuts. That's yeah, so dumb. That is really. Such a dumb decision. You know? Selfish, too. Young kid, wasn't it? You know what's not a good investment? Yeah. Juvie. Yeah, Juvie. <laughs> right. That's not going to help, help your future. Oh, my god. Unless you own a prison. Yeah. Oh, my well, gosh. Not that it's any of my business. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just glad that Adairsville stepping up to help Woodland out. That's, that's awesome. a really cool thing. Yeah, and it's awesome. a big weekend for everybody. High school football getting going. The, yeah, we're getting launched. The off. new school year. I know traffic-wise, my commutes have been terrible all mm-hmm. week. That's fun. Yeah, school, right. You know school's back when the commutes are terrible. <laughs> right. You know Atlanta was ranked the the 10th most uh, traffic hated city in the uh, in the U.S. Oh, oh totally, totally. Yeah. I thought it'd be wow. I think Chicago is one. Then you, you know you sprinkle in your New York, L.A., but Atlanta's tenth. For, for Atlanta, it's simply a matter of the city just everything just grew too quickly. The infrastructure can't keep up with the growth. Mm-hmm. Well, and we're such a massive city without a great like uh, you know public alternative system. public transportation system. You right. know. We don't have too spread out. Yeah, too spread. You're exactly right. Yeah, we're metro, and so's Noonan, Peachtree City. How long mm-hmm. is it going to take you to drive to Peachtree <laughs> City from here? It's still metro Atlanta. It's still metro Atlanta. Well, wow. I feel like by the time we completed the ten year bridge that they built, you know, it was like, oh, we didn't build it big enough. You know, we need a few more lanes up there. I remember people saying like, oh, the future is the Northern Arc. You can avoid two eighty five and go at Daresville to, you know, like. Duluth or whatever, mm-hmm. or Swanee or something. I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. And then everybody's like, that'll never happen. <laughs> yeah. Take 100 years. Have to be like thousands of property owners between here and there. Never <laughs> happened. It is a fun idea. It is a great, great, great idea. It would be yeah. great if it did. Cause, That's before my time. Because I moved here in oh, uh, oh 08. Mm-hmm. So all those conversations were happening way before me. Oh, there's conversations happening, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gonna talk about anything finance today? Uh, That's kind well, of up to you. Tee us up. Tee us up. It is up to us. That's yeah, right. we having a you know just a little market update. I mean, we're having a really a really weak August. Dum 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 dum. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, the, what is it? Dow dropped below its 50-day moving average yesterday, which is a signal for bearish. It's a bearish signal. And the S&P and NASDAQ are just selling off left and right. So, yeah, I mean, we just came off from really nice highs, and now it looks like we're, uh, we're entering a bearish uh, scene right now. Yeah, at least Rolls on. Which is so funny. Not funny, obviously. It's not comforting. But um, you're watching some of the uh, reports from some tactical money managers. It cracks me up. Yeah. 
You know, it's it's why you can't just put all your eggs in one basket from like a recipe or strategy perspective, because, yeah, I mean, the, the market's moving and oftentimes these tactical asset money managers, some of them, you know, obviously they have their own way of approaching the market and in high volatile moments like this. But, you know, some we've watched some and it's like, oh, this is pitiful. Yeah, it feels like they're guessing. I mean, they talk about the decisions that they're making and their mm -hmm. softwares and their algorithms and the signals that they see, but it seems, you know, not everyone, right? But some of them are just, I think they're just being so reactionary and just always constantly missing the missing the mark. Mm -hmm. And that's what we talk about all the time, just having a fundamental process of, of you know, of what, one, understanding what your risk tolerance is, two, understanding what your ultimate goals are, and three, having a strategy. That's not reactionary. That's proactive. Mm -hmm. And no matter what season we're in vol uh, with volatility, as long as that process and that methodology is intact, then, you know, you should be able to ride any type of course that comes your way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You take, Absolutely. Take dividend investing, right? I mean, dividend investing has been a core foundation for investing for years, Oh, I certainly enjoy years. it. This year, you know, dividends haven't really paid off that well. So, but, you know, if you think about it. In regards rate, to, like, stock price per performance. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, if you, if you compare. It's been back to tech and growth stocks tech again stocks. this year. Mm -hmm. yeah. What a roller coaster for tech the oh, last few years. It's wild, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, you just, you can't put too, uh, too much emphasis on, on much movement in today's world that we live in anyway. You know, and I think that's probably true for the next year. You know, it's it's been true ever since what COVID really. You know, it's been such an unpredictable ride, and then you know we're going into election year next year. So, you know, don't overweight. Just make sure you you know you ensure that you're taking the right amount of risk and you have a plan that's consistent and right. an investment strategy that can navigate you know the unpredictability that we're going to continue mm -hmm. to experience. Um, but from a plan, you know, from a planning. Uh, conversation we've been we've been really diving deep into this whole article from an individual that spent their entire life really in the industry of finance and you know this lady basically recaps her season of, of working years and says hey I know the business I know the tools I know the rules uh, but I still yet look back and think man I made some mistakes uh, we talked about Roth conversion or basically tax planning is what she was saying. We talked about long-term care, long-term care, and savings accounts, HSA accounts, right? Not taking advantage of them. Um, but the topic of today is it's an interesting one, especially over the last 12, you know, 12, 24 months. And that is uh, mortgages. Yeah. Paying off your mortgage early. And that's one thing that she said, you know, she, she did it. It was something that her and her husband talked about and for them they really wanted to be debt free and paying off their mortgage was something that they mm -hmm. both uh, were striving to do but she takes a look back and says you know what she's she there was a peace of mind you know not having the mortgage but she looks back and said to herself that you know most of her assets are tied in an illiquid investment mm -hmm. and you know, she says to herself that she probably could have made more money in the grand scheme of things just leaving the money in the market versus mm -hmm. paying it off so yeah, I mean the the uh, and we 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 talk to clients all the time, and you know that's one of the things they want to do is be in a position where their house is paid off and they enter into retirement debt free. But the question is, does it make sense to pay off your mortgage faster uh, versus alternate options? And has interest rates? I mean, has interest rates really changed that that strategy as a whole? You know, yeah. has it? Saw so yesterday, a Wall Street Journal said. At uh, average, getting up to 7.09 was then the highest since 
mm-hmm. or pre nine back to pre nine eleven on average. So, wow. uh, but and all relative because as any real estate person will tell you, it's still somewhat favorable compared to some traditional rates. I know my parents in nineteen seventy nine got fourteen uh, percent. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad, pretty wow. bad. But do you feel like you just bought a home not too long ago? Mm-hmm. I bought a home a few years back. Happened to time the market perfectly. Didn't know that at the time, but you know, locking in it, we're at I think two point eight. So I mean, do so they have do the, you rush? Do they have the golden handcuffs on me right now? Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I mean, I yes, we we've like we could sell. It's gone up quite a bit since right. we bought it in value. But then I got to buy something else. At a much higher rate. That's going to be over seven percent, even with good credit scores, with you know being able to put a, a decent amount down. But that's that's a huge difference. If we bought our house today versus bought it three years ago, we'd be paying hundreds more a month for nothing extra, yeah. just interest. That's well, I mean, listen, and the value has gone up too. So it's a story I'm living. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're at a rate much greater than what we right. were at originally, and yeah, I mean. You know, I think interest rates change so many different elements on how you look at investment property, how you look at your personal residence, and how you look at financing. I mean, it really does. It changes so much there. Um, you know, I've heard the statement before, uh, and you guys probably heard it as well, which is um, date the rate, mm-hmm. marry the house, right? Yeah. You've probably heard that before. Definitely, yeah. But, you know, I even have fears about that. So when we purchased our house, and I don't mind putting it out there, right, We, we um, for the loan that we do have, it's at 7 well, no, our primary residence at six percent, but we had to buy down that rate to six, mm-hmm. which is a whole new concept too. Right. When you're closing a house, we close on a on an investment property uh, Monday, and the investment property has a rate of seven, so it changes the whole dynamics. But I'm sitting here thinking about the statement. You know, is it really possible to date the rate? And you know, not that this is true. I don't really have any facts to back it up. But just my concern would be if that's your perspective, would be. Well, when rates fall, at least from a Federal Reserve perspective, is usually intended to stimulate the economy, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and when I'm thinking about a need to stimulate the economy, I'm thinking about a world where we've seen a decrease in pricing, not an increase, right? So we've had a massive increase in real estate value, and now we have a massive increase in interest rates to slow this, you know, pressure down, this inflation down. And so would we not have the inversion of that? Well, then how do you date the rate? How do you dump it? Because my concern would be, and now not for me personally, but for those out there that are financed at, you know, at least uh, uh, equity value, it's basically maxed out, would be, you know, if your house went from 500000 now it's only worth or appraised at three seventy-five. Do you even have the equity to refi right. to dump the higher rate? And that you has know. happened a ton out west. Mm-hmm. That has happened a lot. People that because property values there have not held like they have held here. Right, California, Arizona in particular. I, I believe they said that is a big problem in Nevada mm-hmm. too. Like where people went in the boom, you know, COVID twenty twenty one. People buy, buy, buy. Everything was in the house, and now whoop, they're yeah. under they're underwater. Underwater. It's a very unique time. And they're underwater where a season where rates are not still not favorable. But if rates become favorable, do they even have the ability to to refi it down? Maybe not. So I really think, you know, your perspective on financing, and that's the point of the conversation. It's it's crazy different than the way it used to be. And, you know, look, is paying off your home, first off, paying off your home is a great decision regardless. Right. Okay. 
Uh, is paying off your home before you do something different, such as max out your 401ks um, or, you know, build more liquidity in a brokerage account or whatever. You know, first off, both are great goals. And we, and always, we always tell our clients, listen, you're stuck between two really good decisions. Right. You know, um, and historically, you know, it'd be quite basic. The reality is, is you're going to earn more over time in a market than you are on a 2.8% interest on a 30-year loan. Um, but but in today's world, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah, because seven, that's a pretty, you know, that's that's a that's a high number for for you to say, I'm guaranteed to make at least seven percent consistently. Consistently, you know, two point, you know, my mine ours is at two two seven five. So like, yeah, we can most likely consistently mm. knock that out. I mean, the you park. do it in a bank account, right? Now. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, you can do it in a high interest <laughs> savings account right now. But yeah, seven is that is is a really tricky number. It's a really tricky number, but you're right, Andrew. I mean, that is two great decisions, but it, for me, I would never advise a client to go ahead and let's let's make an agenda to go ahead and pay off your mortgage if your 401k isn't completely funded, isn't right. completely maxed out. You know, if we have all, if we have room to continue saving and for our long-term vision, then it's hard for me to just say, let's go ahead and just knock this out. Right. Well, that and you know the other there's there, there's really not enough time to talk about it in this one show, but. The other thing is, is the reality that people don't typically stay in the house; they're going to stay in forever. Yeah, you know what is it like, uh, like thirteen years? I think something like that is it's the like average, the average of how long you stay in the house. Right, and right. And the average mortgage is thirty years. And the average mortgage right. is thirty years. And so you're fixed, bu- fixed. Yeah, yeah. And the beauty, you know, from a from a retirement perspective, the benefit of having a home paid off is really it's it's uh, it's negative effect. If you have a loan, it's negative effect on your cash flow, right? right. Because your because your home is nothing but a cash flow pull. That's all it does. It's it's pulling out of your income constantly every month, right? And if you pay it off, then then yes, the benefit there is that you don't have that cash flow pull. And and in retirement, because the game you hear us talk about it all the time, the game in retirement is cash flow. You look at your mortgage. Give you a quick example. Let's say your mortgage is two hundred thousand dollars, right? You could cut a check and pay two hundred thousand, get it paid off. If you don't. You're going to have to continue to pay this mortgage of sixteen fifty, seventeen fifty, right? Well, if you look at seventeen fifty over twelve months, and I, you know, I, it's rusty, right? Friday, I don't know the exact amount. Let's say it's yeah, so let, it took twenty. 20 yeah, let's say it's twenty twenty one thousand dollars, right? Twenty one thousand dollars as it relates to a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage is a ten percent withdrawal rate, right? Right. So now you're sitting here thinking, you know, I've I've got I could cut a check for two hundred thousand and pay this house off, um. And what it does for me is is that two hundred thousand that I am sitting on that I'm not using to pay off the house would have to earn ten percent to equate to the cash flow that it's pulling away because of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. No. You know they look at the the the, the you know one of the things is, is that when we look at is the withdrawal rate of an asset. You know, how much of that asset are we drawing and what's the safety percentage that we can withdraw from our assets to have a successful long long uh, retirement plan? And 10% is a lot of pressure on on an asset to, to generate. So, yeah, I mean, the that's a great way of putting it is, you know, is this $200,000 in your example best suited just to kind of wipe it out and now my cash flow is com- completely healthy? Mm-hmm. Or do I continue having this lag pulled on me throughout retirement? Well, for a retired person on a fixed income, twenty-one grand a year is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a bunch. Let's just be honest. That's not even probably an average. So yeah, that's on mortgage. the low end. That's yeah. not even an average yeah. mortgage in, mortgage in today. Lord, that's probably more like a dang auto payment. 
you know, in today's <laughs> world. It's nuts. That that blows my mind too. That does people that I know they're getting like new, happens new, all the time. New trucks paying like eight hundred a month. I'm like what? Eight hundred? No, no, no. Eight hundred dollars. No, try try. 13, 15, 1800. Well, that's just bananas. And that and, and that's that's the honest uh, brand new 100,000 RV vehicle trying to finance it over 5 to 7 years. That's that's what they're paying at 5, 6% rates now. It's crazy. It's so, you know, and they're probably not even done hiking yet. No. So how no. so people aren't going to feel at least I'm not going to feel like I'm in a place where I can flip that script at all until you know the Fed is finally mm-hmm. We're in multi years now, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. When does when does that finally end? Then I think we can start to like. For me personally, I don't feel like as long as they're still hiking aggressively, I'm in a complete holding pattern. With and that that's another reason stuff. why we're seeing some of the sell offs in the market this uh, this month. Is the Fed's basically said in their meeting that they're still seeing. There's no reason for them. Th- they haven't seen enough evidence to stop. And pause rates moving forward. They do see future interest rates, uh, future interest rates hiking, and so yeah. I mean, you're right. We're not in a holding pattern quite yet. But mm-hmm. why is the economy still holding on? Because of my golf tournament Saturday. That. <laughs> Sorry. Which is part of the larger picture of consumer spending. Yeah. Has remained resilient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we've gone over first time ever over one trillion. Last report last week, one point zero three trillion right. in American credit card debt. But mm. can people keep keep racking it up? Yeah, I, I think it's after COVID. People are like, I mean, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do whatever. Almost like a yeah, going to ca- do it. Who cares now? I right. think a little bit it is yeah. that because you're like, ah, what if I die? I'm going to France, <laughs> <laughs> taking the trip. What if I get COVID? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm taking the trip with my wife. I'm doing whatever. He's giving a personal example. Here, by the way. <laughs> I could. Yeah, right, right. But where'd you just travel to? Uh, <laughs> it went, multiple okay. places. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, France is part of it. Yeah, yeah. right. I think it's just part of our DNA uh, within this within this country. Lack know? of discipline is what it is. Andrew's bringing. Wait, would you say? Would you say that's part of like the overall DNA of this country is built mm. on consumerism, capitalism, and a lack of discipline? Well, yeah, not for everybody. I guess I'm not. I'm definitely not saying for everyone. But you don't get to one trillion dollars in debt by accident. Hard to blame a uh, regular, you know, Joe six pack to bar term. Just an, hard to blame the average American for spending money they don't have when that's all their government does twenty four hours a day every day. <laughs> right. 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 Who invented spending money you don't have? The Fed. Mm-hmm. It's true. True. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not. I was trying to debate. <laughs> I was stalling there because I was trying to think of a real. That are, I can't say it on the radio. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that. It was put a, that on the podcast. It was a, yes. I'm gonna put that on the podcast. But it was a great. Uh, it was a great one. A good buddy of mine, Kyle, sent it to me. <laughs> but, Speaking of podcast, yes. Yeah, so those who are listening, you can download download your retirement uh, untangled. Yeah. No, no. No. The Golden Life. The Golden Life. It used to be called your Retirement Untangled, but the Golden Life podcast. That is. Uh, that is something. So I got. I got a quick story. I got to give. <laughs> A quick scenario, and uh, if you want to know what we're laughing at, another reason to reach out to Asset Management Group. <laughs> that is true. We've got great ones. So, okay, um, in regards to, in reference to, to real estate investing, okay, and I would love to do a, a few shows just on that alone, but individual calls yesterday, and not individual, it's a, it's a it's client a of mine. Yeah, I've been a client of mine for several years now, and, um, you know, sitting on a nice estate, liquidity levels like, 1.7 1.8 million um 
they own their own house, own a nice, you know, seven or eight acres in Cobb County. So they're sitting really, really nice. But, okay, late 50s, about to be 60. They want to retire early. That's always been their goal. And they call with this opportunity of buying this piece of real estate in Atlanta next to his brother. And it seems like a tremendous opportunity. But just to show you guys and just to walk you through this really quickly, this is the, in my opinion, the reason why someone has got to think through your story and not just taking general guidance and advice, you know, from a podcast and assume that it's always going to be applicable to your life. Uh, but this individual, you know, they want to retire at 60 years old, and they say, hey, we got a chance to buy this investment property. Uh, we think we can rent it, and we can definitely break even. Um, it's in the perfect place right in Atlanta. Uh, it's a non-listed off-market property, and it's right next to to my brother's house. Uh, property's going to cost $1.2, uh, just over $1.2 And so we're talking through this, and all right, Buying investment property, once again, great concept, okay? Um, but in their situation, they don't have the ability, I mean, they do, but they shouldn't, write a check for $1.2 right? That would take um, almost all, all of their, their assets. assets, right? Now, can they afford the 300000 25% down that's going to be required to buy this? Absolutely, they could, right? But what does that 300000 do for them? Well, it purchases a property that's going to cash flow itself, okay? Which is you said break even. Which is, which is a fantastic goal, if you're 35, 40 years old, right? But when you're 60 years old and you're going to cash flow this property from rental income to cover the note, then what is the purpose of the home for you? And that was my question to them. I said, listen, what, how does this benefit you? Okay. Because if you're going to finance the remaining 800,000, if you will, for the next 25, 30 years, even if it pays for itself, what benefit is it to yourself? Right now, if the house goes up in value, which it likely will, and you want to sell it 20 years down the road, I'm sure we can take that risk. It's going to be, you know, it'll be a great benefit. But outside of that scenario, it doesn't create positive cash flow. It doesn't support your goal to retire because in the next, in their case, the next two years, you're supposed to retire, but you just pulled 300 grand out of your estate. Mm -hmm. You know, once again, it's it, to me a scenario how a good investment could actually be detrimental to someone's story if it doesn't align with where they're at from a planning standpoint. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. What'd they say? Oh, you don't have, I thought you were, you were supposed to ask questions. <laughs> I did. What'd they say? That's good. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that's a perfect, perfect thing to, th to, to end with. It's, you know, every, not every investment or every investment decision is, is applicable for everyone. That's why planning is personal. You know, we are personal financial advisors and we walk through our clients through these different scenarios and and really trick figure out what is the best situation for you personally. Mm -hmm. Buying investment property, you just closed on one the other day, you said, you know, investment I mean real estate is a great investment. But is it the right investment for you at this specific season and time? And those are the questions and questions like that that we help our clients with is really walk them through um, their financial story. Well, and, and, not, and, and figure out the best route for them to take. And to your point, I mean, the goal there is, is, is and this is how we left it off. I said, listen, first off, I think it's a fantastic concept. And I think it's one worth measuring well within the plan. So let's, let's run scenarios. Let's check it out. Let's see. What's the cost reward of making this purchase and the impact on your plan to retire as well? And so that's where we're going to pick it up as we get a little bit closer to the opportunity. 
something to talk about in the future as well. Yeah. Real estate decisions and how they impact us all. People comfortable with different levels of inherent risk and long-term objectives. A lot of different questions. You have them. They have answers for you. Andrew Nida, Mo Pyram at Asset Management Group. You can call them at 678-792-5855. Again, that's 678 678- 792-5855. Located here, 102 North Bartow Street, Suite 100, right here in beautiful Cartersville, Georgia. 102 North Bartow Street, Suite 100, here in Cartersville. And if you are familiar with Andrew's father, Chuck Knight, it's Chuck's old spot, the greenhouse, very close to the courthouse here, the, the newer courthouse. The one that, the new, the new courthouse has less character than the old one. The old one is just more fun looking. But yeah. The new one is, it's a, it serves its purpose. <laughs> you are on the parade route. Oh, you're you on the parade route, you can't, yes. you can't deny that that's a, a good thing. It's just thing. why we have to light it up. We're, uh, you right. do. We're, uh, we're going back, by the way, to for the, the video stream. The, t- the People call it the TV, parade on TV, but it's not. It's, on, it's on the internet. But um, it is a TV feed on the internet. But we're going to... Um, be back at Sam Jones for the Christmas parade. Oh wow! Feed again this year, so oh awesome! Won't that be exciting? <laughs> I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you guys have to walk. You guys have to stop by. Yeah, we'll stop. Or at by. least bring me some of your homemade hot cocoa that you whip up. Yes, we'll do that. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're gonna actually just gonna sit over there. One hundred two North Barta. You stop. No by. one brings us beverages. Yeah, you right. know, Carson and I sit there and freeze. We'll have Andrew bring know. some, bring you some Chick Fil A and some uh, hot chocolate. There you go. Yeah, doing great in, in Leadership Bartow, having, yes. having a good time. Up next, we will have a Cartersville City Council. Again, if you'd like to talk to Andrew and Mo and uh, get some information, their Retirement Readiness Review, 678-792-5855. Guys, good luck in the golf tournament tomorrow. Thanks for supporting local football, local sports. You can hear Asset Management Group as part of our high school football coverage tonight one of our great sponsors for that. So thank you for all that you do. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.